Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Two Ontario cancer patients are open to sharing their challenges in dealing with not only their illness, but also the system that surrounds cancer patients. It's very uneven across Canada. Some parts of the country, there's one set of rules. Another part of the country, there's another set of rules and options. And in the third part of the country, there's something else entirely. Now, one of the patients on the, uh, is joining us on the high cost of non-government health plan covered oral cancer medication, which is purchased at pharmacies, and then having to jump through hoops to obtain financial support for these very expensive life-extending and life-saving medications. So, in, in, for example, in the province of Ontario, if you need that kind of cancer medication and, and it's prescribed or, uh, at a pharmacy, you go and buy it and you have to pay for it there. And it can be thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for just one visit to the pharmacy. And who has that kind of money? Um, the same medication is dispensed free of charge and without obstacles in other provinces. So, for example, in Ontario, you have to pay for it. Or you go and you, you find different uh, groups and organizations that will help find a way to fund it for you. In British Columbia, if you're um, diagnosed with a certain cancer and it's oral medication that you're going to be receiving, you leave the diagnostic office and you go metaphorically or maybe actually down the hall to another office and you get your medication. It's that simple. Now, our second patient took the full 15 weeks available through employment insurance sickness benefit to undergo chemotherapy, radiation, and recovery for her cancer. But that wasn't enough time. And she's calling for increased EI coverage time. The Canadian Cancer Society supports both of these women and is disappointed the issues weren't part of the federal election campaign. So am I. Um, joining us are Sharon Dennis and Cindy Barnes. They're both in Ontario. Sharon, hi. Hi. Cindy, good to talk to you. Yes, you too, Roy. Um, why don't we start with, uh, with, with your experience, Sharon. Uh, yours started in 2001 when you had uh, severe chest pains and you visited the doctor and then they sent you to a hospital. What, what happened? What happened after that? Um, well, I was in the hospital for quite a while. Um, I, well, it seemed forever, but um, during my hospital time in there, they ended up admitting me and they still didn't tell me anything. And then by accident, when I went for one of the tests, one of the um, people working there said, oh, you're the one with cancer. And I, huh? Like they hadn't told mm. me yet what it, what it was. But anyway, um, so I got, I was diagnosed with CML, chronic myeloid leukemia. And then um, I was sent to Hamilton Jurovinsky Cancer Center. It was Henderson then, back in 2001. But um, I was had to go through all the, like the chemo and the radiation and everything. And it got somewhat okay, but my blood counts to date still have not gotten into a remission level. But in the meantime, I went through all of the, the normal stuff. And then it came out of uh, the oral chemo pills. Right. So it, which was much better than having to go to the hospital all the time, which is an, a good hour away from where I live. Which is a tough thing to do, to drive that much when you're, when you're really sick. Oh, yeah, and that, that you have to do daily, too. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's quite, quite cost-consuming there, too. Yeah. But anyway, it came out with, with um, the pill, the oral chemo. 
And um, I was good with that. And then there became a better one that came out. Like, I, the initial one was covered under um, the uh, Exceptional Access Program. It's covered by the Ontario Drug Benefit Program. Right. It was covered under that. Then a better one came out from there. And then I went to the pharmacy with my brand-new prescription. And they I turned around and said, well, that'll be $5,000 and change. Uh-huh. And I said, well, it's covered. And they said, no, it's not. So then my battle began. Because I couldn't afford, you know, I don't have disposable income, you know, to talk. Yeah, sorry to put that out right away. Well, how many people could afford to spend $5,000 to have a right. prescription filled, then, even if it, you know, it's life-saving, life-extending, necessary, right. uh, critically necessary, and they tell you, you owe us $5,000. Yeah, yeah, when I just, I couldn't do it. And then, I can, so anyway, working with a pharmacist and, and an insurance company, we worked out that uh, the, that the insurance company okayed for them to um, charge the pharmacy directly and sort of bypass me. Mm -hmm. So they worked on that. Then all of that's worked out, and that took like a little over a month because it has to be original copy. So I had to go to the pharmacy, get uh, forms filled out, then mail them to the insurance company, and back and forth, back and forth. Finally, after a month or so, finally got that worked out. Then to find out that the pharmacy said they couldn't get the dosage that I needed. Oh. And all this all this time you're going without the medication? Without the medication. Then comes the kicker that, you know, then I, you know, they can't get the dosage. So now what do I do? So now I had to, on my own, try and find a pharmacy that would work with the insurance company to wait to get paid. You know, because like not a lot of ins- uh, pharmacies won't do that. Like to have, you know, like the insurance company build them and they pay you their insurance company directly. Mm-hmm. But I finally found one. I live in Niagara Falls, found one in Burlington. So that's a good that's a good hour's drive or close to an hour. Yes, it is, yes, definitely. Wow. Especially with traffic and everything that's sure. going on. So anyway, so they ended up purulating it to me or courier. It would not necessarily purulate it, but they, a courier right. back and forth. And then that got that um that medication was terrible with the side effects. I was just so sick with it, and I was throwing it up faster than I was taking it. So then the doctor said, okay, then we're going to put you back on what you were on. The, first, the, the initial one that was covered? Yes, the initial one that was covered. That took two months before they would approve me going back on it. What, starts, what, what kind of what, what rationale did they employ for all of this? Yeah, exactly. I was just on it, like, you know, like, say, five months ago. It's, and it was approved, but now they had to prove that I um, couldn't take the new one that they gave me. And so, like, the doctor is fighting with the, that, that, um, that was through the Exceptional Access Program, had mm-hmm. a fight with them. So that took, all in total, I was, like, close to five months without anything. So therefore, I needed a, a blood transfusion because my blood counts were just so terrible. It's, not, it's just unconscionable. It's absolutely it unconscionable is. that you as a cancer patient mm-hmm. are forced, first of all, to give you a drug that uh, that is covered, and it, it it's yeah. sort of helpful, right? It was doing, mm-hmm. it was helping you. Oh, yeah. And then they find, a, they find yeah. you know, so, so, so they find a better drug, supposedly, and that's the one that's not covered, and they give you a bill for 5000 bucks. And then right. the pharmacist works something out with the insurance company, mm-hmm. and, uh, but then they can't get your dosage. Right. And all the while, mm-hmm. you're going without the medication. Right, right. Yeah. 
There are also foundations that help with, I understand, help with paying some uh, some of the costs for some of these uh, oral uh, cancer medications. Because I've talked to people in in, in the province of Ontario where they're mm-hmm. they're entire they've, they've gone through their entire savings for the kids' college fund. They've spent every dollar they have to try to you know help a family member, someone they love, a loved mm-hmm. one, because they ha- they can't afford to pay up front. For, yeah. for for the medication. Meanwhile, in another province, like we said, in British Columbia, it's taken care of. Yeah, oh yeah, it's all of the Western province have it. And, and because of my postal code, being Ontario, I don't get coverage, but oh, the Western right. provinces do. What's your, have it. what's your situation now, Sharon? Um, I am still, um, have the cancer. I'm, st- I'm still not in remission. I will be on this medication that I'm on now forever. And there is better ones out there, but I'm not taking the chance to go through the rigmarole again. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. Something needs to be changed, bottom Absolutely. line. Absolutely. Well, please. And, and like, if you're in the hospital, they pay for it, but outside That's of the right. hospital, they don't pay That's for right. it. That's right. My wife uh, uh, had a similar situation. She was battling uh, uh, an extremely aggressive cancer, and uh, they said to her at the time when when, when she was being treated, if we provide you the, the, the medication, if you get the medication, you got the mm-hmm. chemo. The chemo was done in the hospital, but yeah. other medications, if, if we do it at the hospital, it's not going to cost you anything. But if we have to write you a prescription and you go to the yeah. pharmacy for oral medication, it's going to cost you thousands. So. Right. Right. Hold, it's not right. No. Hold on, Sharon. We're going to come yeah. back and we'll, we're going to talk to Cindy Barnes next. Cindy's situation, somewhat different. She's also uh, uh, battling cancer. Um, mm-hmm. I And we'll talk to Cindy about what she faced and what she wants to see done. Because ultimately, this is to the benefit of cancer patients across the country. And let's just say this. The Canadian Cancer Society do, does amazing work. These are really, really good people. Their yeah. volunteers are above and beyond It's just the greatest people who provide so much help for patients. We'll come back. Stay with us. My guests are Cindy Barnes and Sharon Dennis. They're both from Ontario, two women who are living with with cancer. And and they both have their their own challenges that they had to face, or they are facing, and you heard Sharon's challenge. And depending on where you are in Canada... You're, you, and you, if you're living with cancer, you're either facing this or you're not because we have such an uneven uh, treatment reality across this country. Cindy, thank you for joining us, and, uh, and, and how are you? I'm well, Roy, and uh, I'm happy to say I am two and a half years cancer-free. Wonderful. But, however, I'm, you know, I'm, it's basically five years that they continue to track you. Of course. Um, before they actually can sort of assured that, you know, it's yeah. not going to return. Right. But, you know, in listening to Sharon's story and um, other ca- cancer patients' story, I, I think I can say that there's, you know, for everyone, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And they all seem to vary some somewhat. But I think what we will agree on is that the treatments are very debilitating. Yes. The medication is expensive. Um, you're so weak that, you know, getting to and from your appointments on your own, um, I, I think would be quite difficult. And I think most cancer patients would agree with me on that. Um, and the sickness benefits that are supplied by, um, the employment insurance are only 15 weeks now. And this, and this impacted you directly. 
oh, back to me directly. Yes. Oh, okay. So um, in January of 2017. No, no. I mean, I, what I said was it, it impacted you directly. Yes, it yeah. did impact me directly. Exactly. Because in 15 weeks, um, you were, con- you know, they wanted you back at work. Mm-hmm. And there was just no way I was ready to go back to work at, at that point. And um, that wasn't just my opinion, being a cancer patient. Um, that was a specialist opinion as well. And they found um, you, they diagnosed you with stage three tonsil cancer, right? That's right. That's right. Wow. So, and one more stage and, and there was no cure. Right. So, 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 so you needed treatment and, uh, and, and, and you got the, you got the treatment, which included the chemo, but you had through employment insurance, you only had 15 weeks. Right. So I had, I had 35 treatments of radiation and five tre- treatments of chemo. That's so, so debilitating. Quite an aggressive treatment. Yeah. One of their more aggressive treatments. Uh, yeah, it was very debilitating. And I, I had my husband, thank goodness. Um, but I needed him to get back. I, I, I don't know if I could have driven myself back and forth to my appointment. So, you know, again, that can possibly be another expense for some pa- cancer patients on top of the medication. Mm-hmm. You know, on top of, you know, and and then, like I say, when your employer is expecting you back to work in 15 weeks and you don't go and there's no more employment insurance, then, you know, where do you go from there? Boy, what a double whammy, yeah. huh? What a terrible double whammy to have to face. Mm-hmm. So my, my thing is to extend it to at least 26 weeks, at least to get people, you know, moving upward. And like Sharon, I had to have a blood transfusion after all my treatments as well. Um, and apparently that's common because my red blood count went plummeting as well. So, so you, you, you you ran out of benefits after 15 weeks, but certainly your need extended well beyond those 15 weeks. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Quite clearly. Yes, yes. So you and the, and the Canadian Cancer Society are both saying it should be extended to 26 weeks, and it's disappointing that it wasn't made part of the, uh, maybe a, one of the debates, uh, one of the point during one of the leaders' debates, but certainly part of the uh, election campaign because cancer is uh, a reality. Probably, uh, there's not anybody in this country who doesn't either know someone who has cancer or had cancer or a family member, you know, or, or themselves have, have dealt Correct. with it, right? Correct. And, and in my case, because it was in my tonsils, um, obviously, when you, you know, you put radiation in that area, yeah. your throat's affected, you know, every, my mouth is extremely, extremely sore. So trying to eat. So that just made things worse for me trying to return to work. You have to be able to eat. You have to be able to, you know, sustain eight hours work of, worth of work every day. Of course. So, so, and, so, and for other people, it could be nauseousness, you know, maybe they can't keep anything down. Yeah. So, like I said, there's a beginning and an end to, a beginning and a middle and an end to every cancer patient, but I think a lot of the um, issues are the same. Well, I thank you both for joining us, and what we get out of this, was our two calls, our talking with both of you, is that a couple of things are needed here. First of all, uh, we have to make sure that a cancer patient doesn't have to face a $5,000 bill for, for one prescription to be filled for oral medication and then have to be denied uh, any medication for several months, as Sharon was. And as you make the case, uh, Cindy, uh, 
it has to be longer than 15 weeks, 26 weeks for for somebody who's battling cancer and has to deal with all the treatments, the debilitating treatments. That oh, yeah. has to be that has to be front and center. <laughs> I thank you both for joining us for making that statement. You're both very strong to come on and do this, and I know the Cancer Society appreciates it, and I'm sure every person who's had a battle with cancer or is dealing with it now appreciates you both very much. Thank you. Well, thank you. Bye. Take care of both of you. Thanks, Sharon. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.